Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, this is going to be the best Sunday message you've ever heard. (laughs) Now turn to Chris and say the same thing. (laughs) Thanks, Pastor Jesse. This is awesome. Hey, let me uh, see again. How many, I, just, I looked again, but I want to look in your faces. How many of you guys is your first time here? I just want to see. Wow, thank you guys so much for being here. It's honored, honored that you guys would come. We're honored just to share in the gospel of Jesus Christ together. You know, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm just honored to share the good news with, with people that he calls friends, people that he speaks to and says, I love you. So I'm honored to, to see your faces, to share with you. The word says that we're, we're shoulder to shoulder in Christ. You know, we're, we're in this together. So I'm honored. Um, is there anybody here that maybe you came from pretty far away? Like you came from somewhere like out of state or maybe you're visiting from out of state. Is there anybody here? Where, where are you from? Uruguay. Wow, that's awesome. Welcome from Uruguay. Welcome. Thank you for being here. That's pretty far. Is there anybody that thinks they can beat that? You'd have to go pretty far. Where, where are you from, huh? Hawaii, that's awesome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Does anybody else just want to see this real quick? That's awesome. We have people coming. We have folks that actually drive uh, an hour and a half to come to church here every Sunday that are, that are just hungry for what's happening here. Uh, I think there's great things happening in churches all over Southern California at this moment, but I'm grateful to be a part of this community. You know, uh, you may come here once or twice, kind of check out things. You may not know if you're home on your first date. I encourage you to come a few times, check things out, see if you feel like this is your family, um, because there's a radical family here. Uh, I've known Jesse and Jessica for I've known Jessica since I was 18. I'm 32 years old now. That's a long time. That's almost half my life, coming up on half my life. That's pretty crazy. And I've known Jesse for about two years short of that. Uh, I actually met them before they were married and I remember, I remember Jesse coming to me at a home group, you know, and he was just like, Chris, I can't, I can't pay attention during worship. All I keep thinking about is that girl over there. <laughs> This is pretty awesome. I've known these guys for a while. I remember telling Jesse years ago, I said, bro, you're one of the greatest pastors I've ever met in my entire life. And this was before he was even pastoring a church. He builds community like no other. I encourage you, get around this environment. I, I pastor here, but I would come here even if I didn't pastor here. God is doing something special with this community, amen? So I'm honored to be here, honored to talk to you guys. Uh, Howard, where are you at, buddy? Are you still here? I was gonna have Howard share a testimony. He might have, is he not here? He's in the back. Come on up here, Howard. Could you guys give a shout for Howard? Uh, Ken, Ken, if you would come up too. Ken Azell, come on up here and just come up to the front row. I just want to hear you share. Howard, I just want you to share. How, do you guys know Howard? Howard is an incredible man of God. He helps out a lot around here. Uh, he is not in full-time ministry, but he is in full-time ministry. Because if you're a child of God, that means you're a servant of God. And that means you're already in full-time ministry. But he sees incredible things happen all the time. Why don't you just take a minute or two and just share a testimony of something happened? Uh, so I kind of joke that I'm a full-time paid ministry. Or, or how, do you find my, how do you find your words when you're up here? Uh, missionary. Um, so um, my heart really is for missions. I do massage therapy. Uh, I'm fortunate to work for myself. Uh, I get to put my hands on five or six people a day, six times a week. So uh, a couple of cool things that happens is like, when I first came back to California about five years ago, everyone thought I was this, like, guru guy. Like, all of my businesses word of mouth. Like, oh, you're this, like, Buddhist guru guy. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And, like, don't you do healings and you know stuff? Because, honestly, God moves 
through like the prophetic is one of my strongest things, you know, like words for people. I have a couple of, of stories like when I very first came back and I was seeing what God wanted to do, there was a lady that was going around to all these like people getting blessings because she had, she was on her third child and they, uh, second child rather, she, all she wanted her whole life was to have a natural childbirth. The first child, um, she had some issue where like her, her blood issue was, her liver was off so they had to pull the baby out early and that really broke her heart. Well, this baby, the same thing. Her liver was going crazy. And one of my one of my clients called me to work on her just to try to relax her because she was going in the next day. They were checking her every few days. And they're like, all right, you're, we're probably going to have to do a C-section. And she was like a few weeks early. Um, and she was just telling me, like, all I really want is just, like, her whole life. That's all she wanted. And she's getting all these blessings from all these, like, new age people and everything. And so uh, I said, hey, can I just pray for you? So we prayed for her. She went in the next day. <laughs> and um, it was unbelievably low. Like, and then beyond that, the only reason they were checking her is because they didn't believe that it wasn't a fluke. So she went all the way to full term and had her baby. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when Chris told me I was going to come up, I, wanted, I feel like I want to talk about fertility. I have, like, one more story. I worked with houses in West Hollywood. I worked at an all-women's gym. I was the exclusive massage therapist there. <laughs> right. So, so... Um, rainbows everywhere, and I'm like the guy that's working in uh, all women's gym. So, totally pure, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's why they love me. Um, so, um, it was like three three sessions in a row. Women had told me that they were having uh, they had ovary problems. One girl was told she would never have a period again and never conceive because she battled anorexia most of her most of her teen years, and she hadn't had a period in, like, four years. Another girl, like, was going to go in and have to have ovary, her cyst removed and maybe her ovaries. There's another girl that hadn't had a period in a long time. So they kind of joked. They're like, hey, you're like the ovary healer. So I would just pray, right? I would just pray, and, like, within a couple days, there would be, re- there would be proof that, that they were healed, right? Well, one of my friends, my friend who, um, who became a good friend of mine, her and her husband, um, <clears throat> she's seven weeks pregnant today, and she got healed of that uh, like a couple years ago. But God has done such a healing in her life because people were telling her like her whole adult life, you're never going to conceive, you're never conceived. So God returned that. Um, yeah, I want to tell one more. Um, there's a guy, yeah, he's um, this guy, man, I just like, I, people will come into my office and just like, I got a shoulder issue, right? And then the Lord will just be like, like, that's not really what's going on, and I'll pray for them. Let me just tell you guys, if you approach it right, it's not watering down. If you're like, hey, like, I feel like God wants to tell you something. I feel like I have an encouraging word for you. I've never had anyone tell me, it doesn't matter what walk or faith or whatever they're from, they've never, they've never turned it down. They might like, he, like him haunt a little bit, or I've always, when I offered to pay, hey, can I just pray for you? Like, I just wanna bless you. Like, man, I've never had anyone say no. Um, so this guy, he always comes to me. He always has some shoulder issue. He works out like crazy, beats his body up. Um, he's a police officer in downtown, special detail. And just like his whole life is falling apart. And, um, so, and he's like big, tough guy. Right. And I love, like, I love those guys. I love veterans. I'm a veteran. Anyway, so he's telling me how his shoulder's freaking out and none of it makes sense. Like it's all nervous stuff, you know? Um, so, and I just took a Chinese acupressure class anyway. So I'm just, like doing some stuff on it. I'm like, hey, uh, none of this makes sense, you know? Um, but then God starts giving me words about his life. And then he looks at me and he just starts crying. And then, um, and then I'm like, yeah, you know? And then I start to like just say some words to him from God. And then he like catches himself. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, And then we did that like maybe three times at that little dance. But it's just, it's exciting to see people get healed. You know, the other part is really cool, like, 
I'll work on people and I'll just like touch their hand or touch this like for a hip issue or whatever and like God heals them they'll just be like what's going on right now so I don't know I just want to encourage you guys like because when I first came back to California and I I kind of felt like I blew it in some ways by like leaving the mission field and all that sort of stuff and like God just like no I'm gonna use you all the time you know like I said I'm a pay I'm a full-time missionary like I get paid all the time to go out and just minister so yeah anyways yeah yeah Thank you so much. I'm going to have these guys, hang out in the front for just a second. I might have these guys pray for you in a second. But I wanted to, Ken Azell had a great testimony from just, just last week as well. Do you guys like testimonies? Is this okay? This is good. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, um, do you guys know that uh, Jesus will heal at a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a group of us went over to uh, Green China and Orange um, for dinner the other day. And... Um, we, were, we, were, we decided we were just going to order and, and go home, you know, back to the house and stuff. And so, anyway, this lady's walking like this, carrying her leftovers, you know, probably about 40-ish, you know, and had her young daughter with her and stuff. And, and so, we're kind of in the way, and we're like, you know, making way. And so, oh, let me get the door, you know, and I let her out the door. She goes, and she go, she's going to head to her car. And it was like the Holy Spirit went there's your assignment hello <laughs> you know so I was like okay so I, I went back out to the door out the door and I said hey I got my prayer team here can we pray for you <laughs> and and she said that would be a blessing you know yeah she's a, a Lutheran uh, Christian in in orange and uh, so anyway we uh, I said can we lay hands on you is that okay I had one of the gals lay hands on I says can I just put my head on hand on your head and so we just we just said holy spirit we just invite you and we just asked that you would just travel right down her spine and and bring healing to her back she was in excruciating pain and so anyway she got healed instantly it was awesome i was like hey this works <laughs> so then she um i gave her our card connect card you know and i said you know let us know in a couple days if you need more prayer or you know, uh, if things, how things are progressing. So she sent me an email, and she says, you guys are an amazing blessing. I want to join your group. She says, I've been totally healed, and while, the Holy, while you prayed for the, your group prayed for the Holy Spirit to touch me, she says, one by one, each vertebrae lifted and readjusted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, the thing that was the coolest was her 11 or 12-year-old daughter was right there and witnessed her mom getting healed. And she, she, they came to our prayer event that we had on Wednesday, and, and her daughter ran up to me, and she goes, my mom is healed. You know, she said, she's lifting all kinds of things that she couldn't do. And she says, it's so exciting. <laughs> Come on, that's awesome. Stay here for a second. Come back up. That's awesome. Hey, we can't hear testimonies like that and not give our, our King Jesus the opportunity to just heal in our midst. Um, you know, Jesus, if you have an affliction or a pain or a problem in your body, Jesus wants you healed more than you want to be healed. 
It doesn't matter if you were born with that condition. Just a couple weeks ago, we saw a girl here, if you were here, maybe you saw it, who was born with a hearing impairment, and in tears, she was hearing whispers through her ear that had been hearing impaired since she was born. She was visiting from Colorado. It was an incredible miracle. How many of you guys saw that when you were here? Uh, it was an amazing miracle. So if you're here, you know, maybe you need something. Maybe you feel like you have a lot of faith. You feel like your faith's just spiked. Maybe you feel like you don't have a lot of faith for this. God has enough faith, and this community has faith in God, and uh, we're going to watch Jesus touch you. Um, I want to encourage you. This is just give a little instruction, a little bit of um, instruction for this. When you're receiving a healing, you don't need to pray. The people around you are praying for you. You don't have to try to make something happen. You just pretend like you're eating a chocolate bar or something, okay? You just, you just enjoy the presence of God. You know, it's really easy to get people healed outside of church because they're not trying so hard. It's the same in church when we tell people not to try so hard. I want to encourage you too, those of you that are praying, I just want you to become aware of Jesus any way you know how to. Um, the key to breakthrough in miracles is simply being aware that Jesus is with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you being aware that the healer, he is the healer. Nothing's impossible with him. So uh, if you're here and you have any sort of back problem or you have anything related to what Howard was talking about, why don't you just uh, raise your hand for me for just a second? Any sort of back problem, hip problem as well, he was talking about that, or anything related to what Howard was talking about um, with the, the other stuff, female stuff. So it could be any of those things. I let that be kind of loose. I know that might be vulnerable for you, but heck, who cares if uh, you get healed, right? So if that makes sense, you go ahead and stand up, those of you that raised your hand, and if you were afraid to stand up and you want to stand up now, go ahead and stand up too. I'm just going to have these guys pray over you. If you're around these ones, just stretch your hand towards them. If you're sitting right next to them, go ahead and lay a hand on their shoulder. Uh, many of you are about to heal the, feel the presence of God just coming on you. Some of you are already being healed right now. Go ahead and pray, Howard. Okay. I also feel like God's going to heal um, a chronic left neck or um, shoulder issue. Um, oh, oh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, you want health. I know there's so much uh, tied into woman's identity with reproductive system. God, bring it into regulation right now. We saw a woman earlier being healed of obesity issues with, with uh, related to hormones. Uh, oh, God, touch your daughters. Touch your daughters, God. You see them as pure. Oh, you see them as as a whole. <laughs> you see them as undamaged. God, you see them as whole and pure. God, bring, bring reproductive systems into regulation. Bring them in, into pain-free, right operating order. Even one woman who might be going into menopause, um, God, make that a smooth, make that a smooth thing, Lord. Um, I, I declare you're not going to have to take medications to regulate hormones. Um, I declare that God is going to regulate that. Even uh, maybe one woman was thinking about a surgery, hysterectomy. I, I say that's being healed right now in Jesus' name. Whoa. Sorry, I'm not used to a mic. Um, yeah. Uh, I just see the Lord with a woman, with a, his hand on a, oh gosh, a womb of a woman right now. Um, and he's healing that. Um, she, yeah. Thanks, God, for what you're doing. Um, there's somebody here. Uh, oh, when he said purity, there's some being healed of some type of um, sexually transmitted disease right now. We just bless you in Jesus' name that you'd feel a warmth come over your body, that you would know that you're being healed right now. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just I just see God healing everything to do with ovaries, everything to do with uterine issues, um, calling that into regulation. Wherever there is fear related to that area, those body parts, God is smoothing that over. Oh, I see God just putting like a warm blanket over over those areas. Um, just like Chris said, this isn't this is a normal body thing. This is a beautiful thing. Um, thank you, Lord, that you're healing uh, even traumas or ideas about sex. Um, God, that you're healing all of this. Thank you, Lord, that you're regulating it in Jesus' name. Yeah, I speak to your hormones and say that you are regulated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just declare to all the bones would be straightened right now. Hips are being healed right now. Thank you, Lord, for that. All infirmity, all trauma leaves bodies right now in Jesus' name. Somebody's left foot was just healed as well. You have a sciatica issue. The Lord Jesus just healed you. Somebody with a, a problem here in your right ankle. I think it's right in this section of the room. Is that you, daughter? That's awesome. We're just pointing right there. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for healing that problem. All of you that are standing, I realize some of you aren't able to check because some of the things are internal. But if you felt something touch you, uh, at least half the time, sometimes more people feel something move, I want you to take the next 30 seconds, I want you to check your body. If you felt something touch you, you felt God's presence, or the pain is gone, I want you to wave your hand over your head. I just want to see. If you felt something touch you or the pain's gone, just wave your hand over your head. Thank you, Father. That's awesome. Thank you, Father. That's awesome. Thank you, Father. That's awesome. Just check your body. You can tell by how much, uh, you can tell faith by how people check. Um, I love to see checking out things going on. It's, that's, that's when you, how do you know if you have a million dollars in your bank account? You check. How do you know if you got healed? You check. Uh, hon, I, I don't know what you needed, but God healed you. I could see the presence of God on you. Did, is there something else that you need healing for that's physical? Your shoulder? Check it right now. I believe it's healed. Is that different? How different is that? Would that normally hurt? It, does it hurt now? You just stretch your hands towards her. God's touching her right now. I just thank you for what you're doing. God, we just bless what you're doing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. How's, how's that ankle thing? What's different? Somebody around there, just go ahead and blow a kiss towards her ankle to say, Jesus loves you. I'm serious. We've seen many people even here with metal things disappear out of their bodies from surgeries, things like that. Just stretch your hands towards her. You're around her. Um, this, is, this is really fun. Just say, we command all those afflictions to go in Jesus' name. All right, check it again right now and tell us what's different. That's awesome. Yeah, the Lord just did something. I'm gonna explain in just a second why people are laughing and shaking and why Howard made funny noises. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, we're just gonna continue to allow God to do what he's doing. I'll just, we'll, we'll clean this up. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty neat, isn't it? I love it. She's going up on her toes. That's pretty amazing. This is okay. Is this okay we take a few seconds for this? It's all right. This is a message, by the way. God's with us. That's the message. It's a great message. Check it again right now. Healing is not in the length of your prayers. It's the length of Christ's sufferings, which are completed. A lot of times uh, we pray so long that we pray past miracles. Just pray. Just say, mountain be moved in Jesus' name. We don't, we don't ask God to move mountains. We speak to the problem. We command it to go. Uh, thanks, God, for what you're doing. I see, daughter, too, your spine. 
I don't know why, but I saw 16 years. I don't know if that's you've had this for 16 years or since you were six, since you were 16 years old, you've had an issue with back stuff. I don't know if it's related to an incident that happened or something. Does that make sense to you what I'm saying? You're nodding your head. The Lord's straightening your back right now. We just thank you for what you're doing over her in Jesus' name. We'll explain this stuff. It'll be okay. We'll explain after. Is that... There's a whole, whole body makeover happening over there. I could see the Lord over there. I'm gonna check on her in a little bit. Um, yeah, did you have something else you wanted to share, Ken? Just go ahead and share real quick. Just real fast. Um, during the week, you know, after this healing thing occurred during the weekend, um, the Lord spoke to me and said he's releasing a arm's reach revival to the church. And so just put your hands out. And I just, I just command that blessing to fall into your hands that, um, you know, the word of the Lord is, is that your hands, your eyes, your ears are tools for the Lord. And so, so in the name of Jesus, I just place that revival in your hands according to his word and according to his purposes, that where you go, he is, and he's releasing healing this is how he's going to reach the nation. The, the politics is just a mess, okay? <laughs> Jesus is in order. And he's releasing order among the chaos. And so your hands reach. If you're wondering, where, where is my ministry? Where, where, do I, where do I be the hands of Jesus? They're right here. They're right here. You don't have to reach any further than the tips of your fingers for this revival. That's awesome. That's awesome. Give Jesus a shout. That's awesome. Wanna still give a little clarity. Let us know over the next little bit what happened to your body. A lot of times people get prayer like this, and over the next like 10 minutes, they feel warmth go through their body. They're completely healed. Just let us know. Send us a testimony, stuff like that. I love how God touched you, hon. You can see yeah. God's love all over. He's done it. It's done, okay? Yeah, yeah. He's done, you know? The, the, the word of God, it says in Psalm 107, verse 20, God sent his word and healed them. The Lord just sent a word to you guys and healed. So, Howard, when you, when you had that little incident just happen where you kind of made that noise and kind of collapsed to your knees, what was going on there? Could you explain a little bit? Uh, um, man, I just, it feels really intense, like the, oh God, like the love of God. It's, I, can, I can only lean right now, but... You just feel overwhelmed. I was kidding with Ken earlier. I was like, you ever feel like you're going to pass up, but you're not really? Like, that's what it feels like to me, and I feel really giddy. And then um, sometimes it's just, it's almost like a shock. It's just like my body will just give out. But it, I, it's almost like the cartoons, you know, when someone sticks their finger in a socket, and, like, their skeleton you see, like, in the dark, that's, that's what I see, and I just <laughs> fall down. So... Um, which is accurate. Like, you put your finger, like, you lick your finger and put it in the socket of Holy Spirit, and bow. So... That's show, and I just feel tingly right now. It's awesome. <laughs> How many of you guys you're feeling God's presence, kind of like that, just as He's sharing? That's awesome. Now, the people that are feeling that aren't more spiritual than anybody else. Yeah, that's right. Okay, like you're not spiritual by your feelings. Yeah, that's right. 
You're spiritual by the word of faith in Christ Jesus. You're spiritual by the fact that Jesus Christ has moved into your life. You're spiritual by the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faith, gentleness, self-control. That's spirituality. You're spiritual by his abiding presence in your life, but you're allowed to feel God's presence. Uh, One of my friends, he came to a meeting kind of like this one time. It was actually at Bible school. It was a big Bible school. I was there too. And he was watching all these people act like Howard. And he's like, we didn't plan any of this, by the way. This is totally impromptu for the service, what we're doing right now. So just, just so you know, this is not planned. I just, it's just, this is happening. Is that okay? Yeah. He, my friend was there. He didn't realize all this stuff was going on. He looked around. He says, man, I joined a cult. What is up with this stuff? <laughs> he's like totally freaked out by it because he's watching people shake. He's watching people laugh for like hours at a time. He's watching people cry and, and weep under tables and under chairs. And he's like, what is going on? I, I got into this really weird environment here. And uh, he was watching all this stuff go on, and then somebody got up and shared about the presence of God. They got up and started sharing how, well, the first time they felt the presence of God, they were alone by themselves, and they were just on their couch. And they just said, God, I just want to know you. I want to know what you're like, Jesus. I want to know your presence. I want to know your purposes. I want to know what you feel like. I want to know what you sound like. I want to know your presence. And this person, as they were sharing, they were saying how they all of a sudden started to feel this um, electricity just come into their fingertips, you ever see when people put their hands up during worship? You wonder why. They're, sometimes they're feeling something. Um, they start feeling this electricity in their fingertips. As they're feeling that electricity in their fingertips, they said, wow, God, is that you? And all of a sudden, started getting stronger and started going down their arm. They're like, oh my goodness, is this you, God? And then all of a sudden, before they knew it, their whole body was just filled with an awareness of God's love and God's purpose and God's power. And they begin to weep on their couch for hours. They begin to see pictures of themselves ministering in nations. Uh, This person went on, and they're actually uh, one of my mentors in my life. They travel all over the world. They're about to plant a big church in in a city in uh, Texas and just all this cool stuff. So my friend is hearing this testimony in a meeting. And as he's hearing that testimony, all of a sudden he starts to feel the presence of God for the first time in his life. His hand, all of a sudden his hand just starts to feel like a warmth and electricity. He goes, oh my gosh, this is why everybody's acting so crazy. (laughs) He starts just to feel this. And he looks around, he's like, this is why everybody's acting so well. This is why people are laughing so much. This is why people are experiencing all these great things, these manifestations of the Holy Spirit. You know, the the fruit of the Spirit is not sadness, it's gladness. The fruit of the Spirit is not seriousness, it's joy. So you you know the fruit of the Spirit by his expression. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is not just joy, but the fruit of the Spirit includes joy, but includes long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faith, gentleness, self-control, or faithfulness. How do you know if it's the fruit of the Spirit? Faithfulness. How do you know if it's the fruit of the Spirit? Gentleness. How do you know if it's through the Spirit, goodness. How do you know if it's the fruit of the Spirit? Kindness. How do you know if counsel that you're hearing is from God? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, committedness, commitment. How do you know if the fruit of the Spirit is from God? Commitment. How do you know if the fruit of the Spirit from God is undeserved commitment? I don't know why I'm preaching that. Maybe it's just for me. Just feeling God's presence changes us. My friend began to feel God's presence like this. He went home. His buddy, his roommate, was always laying on the floor for hours, just weeping and holding his hands out, worshiping God, just feeling the presence of God. And my friend went home and saw his roommate being like that. He says, I know what's up. I know what you're doing. And he lays down next to my friend, next to this friend. And he, and he started just, just experiencing God's presence for hours like that. Well, my buddy that, that felt God's presence like that in the meeting started to go on and see miracles everywhere he went. 
remember one time you sharing with me a testimony. I'm gonna finish and kind of dismiss Howard. I'm gonna have Howard pray over you in just a sec. My buddy went to a restaurant one time and he asked somebody if he could pray for them because he found out that this person had a foot that was smaller than the other. You know, some people have like a foot that's a shoe size smaller than the other. If anybody has that, we're gonna pray for you today. We're gonna watch your foot grow. Um, my buddy said, hey, could I pray for you? And the guy says, no, no, I'm fine. Few few minutes later, or maybe it was the next day, that guy comes up to my friend and they're standing next to each other and he looks at my friend and says, what did you just do to me? My buddy hasn't prayed for him. My buddy's simply aware of the presence of the one who overshadows him. The guy says, what did you just do to me? And my friend says, what are you talking about? He says, while I was standing here next to you, I just felt this warmth go through my foot and my foot grew inside of my shoe. He took his shoe off, his feet were the same size. When you're aware of the one who's with you, there's no limitation to what God can do through you. I'm gonna say that again. When you're aware of the one who is with you, there's no limitation for what God can do through you. Howard, I want you to pray. Um, If you're here today and maybe um, you're not used to being aware of the presence of God, if that maybe seems new to you, um, God, God isn't looking to like manipulate you or make you something different. He's looking to show you how kind he is and cause you to be aware of how with you he is. Now, mind you, you get to be aware of him in many different ways, but some of the ways is by being aware of how he feels, how his abiding presence feels. Howard is just exceptional in this. He just, he just lives in this. Now, you don't have to look like Howard. You don't have to shake or fall all the time. That's, that's between you and Jesus. But I want Howard just to pray over you guys. If you're here and you want to feel more of God's presence in your life. Why don't you just stand up? I'm going to have Howard pray. Hey, I want to add also, just like Jesse said earlier, it doesn't matter how close or far we feel like God will bust through that. My last thing is like a word that really impacted me was this guy, Bill Johnson. Maybe you guys have heard of him. He, um, he talks about hosting the presence like any, I'm sorry, he's an amazing guy, but, um, like a dove or like a napkin is on your shoulder. Like that's how, try to be aware of the Holy Spirit that way. Um, yeah, Jesus. God, just, just, oh, just flow through here. Holy Spirit, bring your fire, flow through here. God, for the ones that maybe this is uh, weird to or causing some dissension inside, God, meet them where they're at, Lord. Um, I wanna affirm all the hearts that there's not, this is not a requirement to look any certain way, but Holy Spirit, um, just fall on everyone here. Fall on everyone here. Let them encounter you. Speak to them in pictures. Speak to them in words. Speak to them in sensations. Lord, tingle their skin. Lord, um, give, them, <laughs> give them pictures of their childhood, something, God. Let them know how special they are. Holy Spirit, just flow through here. Flow through here, Lord. Be on all the bodies. Yeah. I release in the reality of experience in his presence over you now. Yeah, we release the encounter with the Holy Spirit over you now. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Yeah. You guys can have a seat. I'm just gonna, you know, a few more. Th- I was, that, that was not even the message. Is that okay? Could you guys give Howard a clap? Just, <laughs> go with me to uh, Matthew 22. I know we're, hey, it's 1030. We're just getting into the, the scripture here. That's okay. I'm not gonna preach for long, I promise. Um, Matthew 22, Jesus is giving an explanation of what the kingdom's like. I like how Ken talked about that we're in an arm reach revival. That's scriptural. Jesus went around and said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, within reach. That, uh, you know, revival isn't this thing that's coming. Revival is the person of Jesus Christ in our midst. 
realizing that he's already come. Uh, and Jesus is here. He's in Matthew 22. He's preaching to a group of people. He's preaching to the religious. He's preaching to those that are quote-unquote spiritual of their day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's preaching to this group of people. Is this okay with everybody? You know, if you have to go, you can. It's all right. Like, don't, don't, don't feel constrained to the time frame of my preaching, okay? <laughs> I just could feel the, the pressure from the time. I could feel it. I could feel the people. They're like, is he gonna, is he gonna, how long is this going to go for? They're like, wait, he's just getting into the Bible? This is scary. So Jesus is here, he's speaking to the Pharisees, and he's actually challenging their religious mindset. So go with me in Matthew 22. I'm going to read it real quick. Matthew 22, verse 1. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again in a parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He sent out his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding feast, and they were unwilling to come. Ouch. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Behold, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fattened livestock are all butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. And they paid no attention and went their way, one to his own farm and another to his business. And the rest seized his slaves and mistreated them and killed them. Ouch. But the king was enraged and sent his armies and destroyed those murderers and set their city on fire. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. It's interesting, isn't it? Go, therefore, to the main highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding feast. And those slaves went out into the streets and gathered together all they found, both evil and good, and the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests. But when the king came in to look over the dinner guests, he saw there a man not dressed in wedding clothes, and he said to him, "'Friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes?' And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This is some scary scripture. I'm just, I just put it out there. I actually tried to avoid preaching on this this morning, but I kind of felt that I kept feeling this push to preach on these verses. You know, sometimes challenging verses actually have just great revelation in there if we're willing to get over what's offensive about them. Now, what do we know about God? We know that the father is so kind that he wouldn't just send somebody else to die for our sins. He would literally come in the flesh. He would embody himself. The son and the father are unified. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. If you want to know what the father's like, he's just like Jesus. If you want to know what the father's like, he's the type of person that would lay down his life. I'm sorry, I'm trying to baptize people. Stuff just came out of my mouth. If you want to know what the father's like, He's the type of person that would lay down his life for for those he calls friends, for those he calls you and me. So if you see this, you see this about God, then how how do we reconcile some of these things with these scriptures? Well, what Jesus is saying, he's speaking to those who are religious minded, those who think they're justified on their own, those who think they don't need to come to the party. What is God telling us? He's telling us that heaven is like a party. He's telling us that heaven is not just something that's coming, but heaven is a reality to be experienced now. There is a wedding feast that we've all been invited to. It's called the kingdom of heaven. But you and I do not know how good that party is. If we knew, we would drop everything we had. We wouldn't go to some other place. We wouldn't go to our farmland. We wouldn't go to our business. We would drop everything we had to join the party. 
God is talking about a party for his son. I was just in uh, Colorado last week for a family member's wedding, my sister-in-law's wedding. And you know, the great thing about weddings is people are dancing, people are having fun. There's always that one guy that just dances kind of crazy and it makes everybody laugh because he doesn't care what anybody thinks. This is what life is supposed to look like in the kingdom where you don't care what anybody thinks about anymore. You don't care what people think about you because the fear of man brings a snare, but those who trust, those who fear, those who honor the Lord will be saved. Those who honor the Lord in his presence will be safe. Something happens at a party. When you go to a party, like a wedding feast, there's wine there, right? There's, there's, there's libations. Some places they have an open bar, you know? They just have everything open. Now, I'm not condoning drinking. I'm making an allegory right now. Jesus Christ compared the blood of his covenant, the blood of the new covenant, to wine. What does wine do to you? Wine intoxicates. Wine gets you out of yourself and into a new place. People drink so they can get outside of themselves. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with with the Holy Spirit. Something happens at a party. So, so the people that were invited didn't come. Jesus is speaking to the group of religious people around him that were invited to the party, that were literally invited as leaders to the party, yet didn't see God for who he really is. You search the scriptures for in them, you think there's eternal life, but these speak of me. They didn't know who God was really like. They thought they knew everything about God. You know the most dangerous type of religion is the type of religion that says we already know what God's like. We don't actually need these healings and miracles and all this supernatural stuff. That's the most dangerous type. Anyway, I'm just kind of sitting there. God had me preach this, this message to a youth group and I was like, God, I don't know what to do with this. Why didn't people come to the party? Because they didn't realize how wonderful the party was, how wonderful the king was, and how special of an invitation it was to come. Many are called, but few are chosen. The word there, many, actually, you could comply and say, all are called, but few realize that they've actually been picked, they've been chosen. Ephesians chapter one says, we've been predestined to adoption as sons. You have been chosen to the party of the millennium. You've been chosen to come to the greatest party of all eternity. And the party doesn't just start when you die because Jesus Christ already died. If, if you have to wait till you die to start the party, then Jesus Christ isn't your savior, death is. I'm gonna say it again because you didn't catch it. If you have to wait until you die for the party to start, then Jesus Christ isn't your savior, death is. Jesus Christ came to take away the keys of sin and death from those who held them, the devil. He's taken the keys. He's given them to you. He says, now you get to come to the party and you get to be a member and a participator in the party everywhere you go. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The party is at hand. The party is at hand. Who wants to have a party? Many are called, but few are chosen. You know, the greatest limitation I see among us as believers in actually stepping into the call and destiny of our lives is literally whether we believe that we've been called or not. Somebody comes into the party here and says they're not dressed. Why weren't they dressed? Because they didn't believe in the importance of the party and they didn't believe that it was actually something special. Now, I think a lot of us in this room would say that at one point in our lives, we were that person. But God came and transformed our mind. What, the person gets kicked out. They get kicked out. It says there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does that speak to? It speaks to regret. Regret 
is a killer of destiny. Paul, our great apostle, wrote a lot of the New Testament, right? Wrote a lot about Jesus, had an encounter with Jesus. He had a lot that he could be regretful for. He killed Christians. Or at least he stood by and gave witness to it, gave approval, hearty approval to the stoning of Stephen. Maybe the death of others, threw people in jail. Frustrated the grace of God through the law, through works. How many of us would say that maybe we, we at one point in our lives, we have things that we could be regretful for. We have things in our life that we could regret. This man, Paul, literally said to us in Philippians, I believe it's in Philippians 3.13, he said, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward to what lies ahead. You want to know the key to walking in your destiny? The key to walking in your destiny is number one, believing in the power of the invitation of the one who sent it. Many are called and you've been chosen. Number two, Casting off the old clothes, casting off the regret, letting go of the things that you used to wear and joining the party full-heartedly. Many of us in this room, we're still holding on to things. We're still thinking about the things of our past. We're still abiding on the things of our past when Jesus Christ's blood speaks a better word. His blood has been poured out to cleanse your conscience. How is your conscience cleansed? Through joy. The blood of Jesus cleanses the conscience through joy. For the joy set before him, he endured so that you could feast on the joy in him. In his presence is fullness of joy. His right hand pleasures forevermore. If you're thinking about yesterday, if you're thinking about the things that you did that you don't feel proud of, if you're thinking about the things that you did two years ago, 10 years ago, then we're not believing in what Jesus has actually done. If any person is in Christ, they are a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. If you want to walk a supernaturally powerful life, you have to let go of your past. Jesus Christ didn't just come to set you free from sin. He came to set you free from you. And he's convinced that he did a good job and his blood speaks a better word. Why don't you guys just stand up? Jesus. Jesus, we love you. God, you're faithful. You healed people in this room today. You touched people physically. You're touching people emotionally. God, I thank you that there's folks here that made a decision for you years ago, but today they're actually becoming aware of the decision that you made for them in a whole new way. They're becoming aware that you are not just the one who throws the party, but you're the one who literally is the fatted calf that was slain for the party to take place. You are the wine that's poured out, the libations that are poured out that makes the party full of joy. You are the comfort, the clothing that makes the party worthwhile, that makes people feel special at the party. God, I bless everyone here to experience the party in a whole new way in Jesus' name, amen. Stay standing for just a second. If you're here today and you have never made a decision to join the party, if you're here today and you don't realize that Jesus Christ died for your sin, you know, maybe, maybe situations of life have limited you. Maybe situations of life have stung you. You know, sin is like a stinger in you. Sin is like a bee sting in you that makes your whole body hurt. Sin is a disease that Jesus Christ came to cure. 
Sin is to your soul what sickness is to your body. Jesus Christ came to heal you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. He died on the cross to set you free from sin and death. If you're here today and you have never given your life to Jesus, or you would say that life has limited you and you feel like maybe, maybe years ago you went through a divorce, you had something crazy happen to you, maybe you've walked away from the faith, but you came here with a friend and you know that God's calling you today. If either of these two things make sense, to you. I want you to put your hand in the air right now. Jesus Christ died on the cross. I want you to be bold. I'm going to wait. I want you to be bold. Jesus Christ died on the cross naked on a tree. He said, if you would confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father in heaven. If you know that today's your day to get right with God, I want you to put your hand up in the air anywhere in the room. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to wait. Thank you, Father. I see those hands. Thank you, Father. If you're in this room and you know you need to give your life to Jesus, just put your hand up in the air. I want you to be bold. I want you to be bold. I want you to step past the fear of people and I want you to be bold. If you know that you need to make a decision to follow Jesus today. Put your hand in the air, anywhere in the room. I'm just looking for you. Put your hand in the air, anywhere in the room. Put your hand in the air, anywhere in the room. Is anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Just gonna give another opportunity. Awesome, if you put your hands up, I want you to turn to somebody around you and say, I want you to pray for me right now. I'm not gonna call you to the front. I want you to turn to a person and say, I want you to pray for me. God's speaking to me right now and I want you to take a moment. I want you to pray for those people. If you need to, turn to somebody right now and just say, God, pray for me right now. Anywhere in the room, just pray for me right now. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Lord God, what you're doing. Thank you, Father. God, we bless what you're doing in this room. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.